Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. I am currently failing. I do that a lot. Yes, I fail at things. And you know what? I like it. I love it. I get in there, try things out. They don't work. I'm happy about it. Why is that? Because I gladly fail and I always learn. Like the great Bob Ross said, there are no mistakes, only lessons. And that's what I'm here to talk noise with you about today on Creativity Threads Life my relatively new for 2024 creative podcast about all things creativity. And we're starting off this year, this podcast with a lot on the idea about, what do you call it? Um, productivity, resolutions, goals. That's kind of where I ended 2023 and I was rolling into 2024 with. We'll get into a lot more of the other type of creativity. If you want to talk about paintings, artists, musicians, we'll have some interviews and things coming forth. But for now, I'm still rolling with the idea of these resolutions and a lot of these creative productivity and planning kind of actions that I've been thinking about. So this is how the podcast is going to evolve. It's about the fifth edition or fifth version of my podcasting journey that I'm taking you on with this. And I'm really feeling good about it. I've I will, you know what? I failed at the other podcast versions. And that's how everything in my life kind of feels like. Um, not that I am a failure. I'm a winner. But to become a winner, I continued failing. And that's what we're going to discuss today. Shout out to everybody in the chat. As always, thanks for coming through. I do this most every evening. At some point, I want to switch to a morning format. Maybe I'll switch to an evening if people are more enticed to listen to this in the evening, I don't know, or in the morning, I don't know, but I want to do this in the morning, so I'll probably change that up. Anyway, uh, the topic of failure has, has come up quite a bit. And as I said, it was on my mind because it's one of my 13 resolution myths, which I'm going to be speaking more on later, but it's a topic that comes up because people quit way too early, way, way too early. They don't have the time to actually learn anything, to actually change themselves, to move forward. They just get frustrated and they quit way too early. There's an early part of the process where you can still get in there, try things out, understand, learn more. Even if you're not going to continue down that path, there's still a lot to be gained from that early part. And in that early part is when people quit. If you listen to my previous podcast, I talked about how people quit when they're getting into a situation and it's, I mean, 
they quit so often that they have something called Quitters Day. It's the second Friday in January. Basically, all the people that were involved and interested in their New Year's resolutions and setting goals, they decided to quit two weeks in. What does that say for the other 50 weeks of the year that you should have been doing something? So that's my premise today. Gladly fail, always learn, because when you gladly fail, you learn and you keep moving forward. And we do these things because there's nothing else to be done except to continue moving forward. And don't worry about making noise out there because the noise you make pushes you even farther for forward. If I can get my words together here. <laughs> so check this out. There's this idea out there that you reach your goals or you fail. That you make it to a certain point or you fall on your face and you're done. But that's not really what happens. If you hadn't heard this before, let me introduce you to this concept of the fail methodology or ideology. Think of failure as a step along the process of learning and growing. And there's an acronym that can help you out with that. Frequently apply iterative learning. I'll go into this deeply at some point, but just keep that in mind. Frequently apply iterative learning. So you can't just do it once or twice and go about your business. That's being frequent. You got you to gotta stay frequent with it. You got to apply. You can't just think about it. You can't just talk about it. You have to have some sort of application, some sort of pushing into the real world. And you have to be iterative. Iterative meaning that you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. You're iterating, and every time through, you move forward a little bit. You try something new. You experience something slightly different. You place upon yourself the impetus of a slight bit of change. Some people call it the 1% improvement. And in your, you know what? In your, in your experimentation, in your trying things out, you may not actually move that one step forward you may actually fall back a little bit, and that's fine. As long as you are doing what we call growing, you're okay. Because growing is what's going to give you, growing is, you have to do a little bit of building, acquiring, maintaining, and releasing. All these, these are the four factors of growing. You need to build, acquire, maintain, and release. So in that process, if you lose some things, fine. If you Acquire some things, that's cool too. If you maintain, sure, just keep making sure you're trying a little something different and pushing on forward. But this growth process, it isn't always clean. It isn't always messy. It definitely isn't always perfect. And when people see you from afar, they'll think that you're failing. But that's not what failure is about. Becoming a failure is one thing. That means you've just quit. But you can be a winner by continuing on. So let me get a little deep with this. Uh, let me start jumping into some pieces of this. But I first want to say that that's some bad thinking. Um, you, that, you re that you reach your quote-unquote goal or you fail. Don't think of it like that. You gladly fail. And every time you fail, every time you try something, you're learning. Every time you're putting something forth, you're learning. Every time you go into the job, think about, okay, what can I learn this time? 
not how can I fail at still being at this job, not how can I fail by not having something ready. As I said, I fail all the time and I like it. I'm failing right now. I'm not recording this podcast in exactly the way that I want to, but I'm iteratively learning, right? And I'm applying. I'm actually putting something out there. So yeah, what do we have today? So there are four things that I thought of. I have some examples and I have some, some quips, some research and all of that. But I want to start with how this came up. Um, I was plugging away at something and I was feeling a little upset, a little frustrated, perturbed. I was getting tired of things, but I just kept on going. I was like, you know what? Let me add this to, let me add this to the situation. Let me try changing this up. Let me move this over here. Let me let go of this notion. And in the process of doing this, after a couple of weeks, maybe, I got to the point and someone said, you know what? You're very resilient. I actually didn't like that as a compliment at the time. I, I don't even know if it was meant to be a compliment, but the person said, you're very resilient. That kind of bugged me because I didn't want to be seen as resilient of all things. That just, to me, that just felt like I was taking a bunch of crap and, and putting up with it coming from, coming from them. That's what it sounded like. So I just pushed on forward and kind of nodded my head. But later on, I realized how far I had come. I talked about Dr. Benjamin Hardy before thinking about the gap in the game, do you consider the gap that you still have or the gain that you've actually accomplished? And when I look back at the gains that I have accomplished, I was actually kind of happy. I was like, you know what? I did get this far. I did make it to this level. I am now able to accomplish this with less effort than I did before. I have grown, I have learned, I have evolved, I've gotten better. And I was glad about that. So regardless of what that person meant, I felt better because I did something remarkable. And once again, we'll talk about re being remarkable. It's that phase in you where you're, you've actually accomplished something to the point where the world has to make a mark about it. They have to say something. They have to remark. They have to offer something because your energy is just that powerful that you've sparked some sort of response. So now with this framing, you're always winning. The world doesn't teach us to be this way. The world teaches us to get mad, get upset. And there, there's a place for anger and negativity. I'll cover that in another one too. But they just want you to get mad and buy into some idea. But I have four things I want to say about pushing forward and gladly failing. So I'll start this with point one. You actually shouldn't reach your goal. You should fail. Because if you reach your goal, that means it was probably too small to begin with. Your goal should be just a little bit out of your reach. Your goal should be a little bit farther than you can comfortably tackle. Your goal should be just a little bit farther than you can stretch for. That means you're going to have to drop some things, fall on your face, be a little dirty, upset some people, go along, go about your business. It's not grand enough. And growth 
by definition, means that you're going to be doing something bigger, better, stronger, faster, whatever, more advanced, more evolved than you were before. So you should be coming up a little short. But that's fine, according to you. As far as everyone else is concerned, as far as the world is concerned, you'll still have gained, so it doesn't matter so much. Does it matter if you sold all your paintings or not? If you plan to sell all your paintings and you actually did, did you succeed? Or maybe you sold all your paintings, but you didn't sell all your prints. Or maybe you sold all your paintings, but you didn't sell them out in one week. And you were aiming to sell them all out in one week. And if you did sell all your things out in one day, maybe you should have had more things to do. Maybe you should have not just sold them all in one day. Let's keep, let's move sales to another, another arena. Let's say you're used to selling out. Maybe you sell them out, but you didn't do as much marketing, but you only sold to the people you wanted to, but you got a certain amount of praise for it. There are other metrics to, to quantify. So don't get caught too much in numbers. Get caught up in the idea that you're failing to grow and doing something bigger and better, stronger and faster every time. So that's point number one. Point number two, I already kind of mentioned this, but failing is learning. At every step along the way, you want to take something that you're not excellent at and try to excel. Along the way, you're going to learn some things. And this has actually amazed me in my life, how no matter what I'm doing, no matter how mundane or silly the task or how elementary I think it is, I still end up finding a way to learn something from everything that I put my mind to. So even if I'm cooking eggs, I wonder, wait a minute, why did this person's eggs taste better than mine? Are they using better eggs? That's a possibility. So I cook eggs in the morning. I'm thinking to myself, huh, I failed at making great eggs. What did I do that they did differently? Did they use a different type of butter, different type of pan? These things actually start to make a difference if you're really looking into it. At one point, someone told me they added whole milk to their eggs to make them a little fluffier. That blew my mind. I had no idea. Or if you add a slight amount of hot sauce, this is what I picked up just a slight amount of hot sauce into the mix. Nobody will be able to taste the hot sauce, but they'll be able to make a distinction with the flavor. And that's pretty great. That everything you do, you're failing at and learning all at the same time. I think I'll make a fifth point out of this later, but I'll get to that in a second. If you're going about trying things out, learning, failing, then you're growing just by nature. And it will never stop. It will never end. You keep thinking that you're going to become an expert at something, you're going to master something. Well, by the time you get around to mastering anything, if you've been around long enough, you'll notice that the world starts to change around you. You may have been the master at C++ programming, then suddenly C Sharp shows up. Like, oh, okay. Or maybe you were the master at or maybe you were the master at, you know, doing, doing hardcore systems and 
hardware programming and suddenly network programming becomes a thing. That actually happened to a lot of people. Suddenly it's like, oh crap, everything I've learned about hardware programming is changing over to this new format. I need to learn other technologies. Even for just the web programmers, Java and JavaScript became much bigger things. Now you had to become an expert at that. And you're continually learning and failing. But you know, people will look at you and say, that guy's a winner. Or that lady knows how to win. Because they keep going, they keep pushing at it. And they learn all the time. Now you can do this and be happy or sad about it. But if you're happy about it, you'll probably end up in a better place in the future. All right, point number three. Failure only sets in when you stop. I mentioned this a little bit before, but if you try again, how can you have failed? How can you really have failed or be a failure if you're still trying, if you're still doing it? You just haven't reached your, your focal point of energy yet. You haven't reached the proper alignment of your energy with what you're doing just yet. You haven't failed. Can you move faster? Yeah, sure, everyone can. Can you move with more surety? Of course. But that's part of the learning process. Sitting down and not failing is a problem. I used to go salsa dancing, right? I was tearing up the dance floor in salsa. And one thing, and once again, this is another realization I had, I would get on the floor, start messing up, dancing badly. And I realized at some point that I was trying to dance with all the beginners. And at one point I was, I was so in the mood for dancing. I was like, well, let me just go ask for a dance with, you know, this, this person that's really good. They had all the right clothes. You have to have a certain outfit when you're going salsa dancing. I wasn't at that level yet. They had all the right clothes, the right shoes. They had the right, they knew all the words to the music so they could kind of sing and hum along. When the breaks were coming, they knew when to break down their dance to a different step and different beat, different level. But I was a beginning salsa dancer at the time and I didn't know what was going on. So I was just kind of flubbing around. And I wanted to stay winning, right? So I didn't push myself. But I was so into the vibe and happy this one night. I was like, man, this, I'm, I, this is fun, man. I'm having fun dancing. The music's great. Friends are out here. You know, get a little wise. People dancing great. Keeping the time to the music and meeting new people. You're just in the, in the mode, right? So I asked someone to dance who was far better than me. Far out, out of my dancing league. And she gave me a look like, Fine, let's go. And normally, the higher level dancers, the, the dudes at least, you know, they would ask the, the ladies to the dance floor and, and they would go, go to work. They'd go to town doing their thing. But when you're a lower level dancer, they kind of give you this, I don't want to call it a pity dance because that's not what it is. They, do, they dance a very simple dance so that you don't seem outclassed, right? But I had so much fire in me at the moment. I was like, no, no, we're not about to go with that dance down for me. I'm about to come up a level. So I'm doing bad spins. I'm off time. I'm, I'm doing my crossbody leads. I'm doing my elements. 
I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm just I'm just out there flowing, doing bad but flowing. So, what's funny is she's such a good dancer. She thought it was like a challenge to keep up with my bad dancing, which was funny. That I could sense her kind of doing this. She's like, wait a minute, oh oh oh, left hand, right hand. Okay, you're doing this now, and I could see her being amused at me struggling to be a badass and me failing. And I was like, oh, this is great. We're having fun here. I'm just being a bad dancer. She's being a badass trying to keep up with my bad dancing or, you know, just not um, walk off the floor or whatever. And we had fun. I, I was breaking it down. She was following the lead. We were doing the thing. And I caught up and got better. I was like, okay, let me try this. Okay, that works. That doesn't work. In fact, I was even talking to her all on the floor. I'm like, hey, listen. Uh, I'm going to try some things. Let me know how it works and let me know what to do. And she's like, cool. I tried some things. It didn't work. She's like, hey, next time, hold your hand this way and tap my shoulder. So I know I'm like, boom, I'm learning now. That was early on. A lot of people would have waited for a lesson, waited for the classroom. I'm out there just failing on the dance floor. I don't know what happened to me in terms of status that night because I didn't give a crap. But months down the line, I would just walk on the floor and start doing whatever. And people started to recognize, like, this dude goes in. This dude's got the moves. I was gladly failing. I didn't even mean to. You learn and you keep going and you push forward. It was great. And yes, if I would have stopped trying to fail, my skills would have been extremely low. And what did I lose for quote unquote failing in this, in these moments? Nothing. Some people may have thought it was shameful or whatever, but you just kind of laugh it off. And laughing it off is important because I don't know where we get this stigma from being labeled a failure. Um, but it's a bad one. In fact, let me interject this here. I was on the web looking at a very well mind. It's a, it's a psychology website about better wellness for your mind, mental health. And I saw an article by Dr. Kendra Cherry referring to signs you have a fear of failure. So if you see any of these signs or feel any of these signs in you, you know you may be dealing with a fear of failure. Now, this isn't an all or nothing thing. All of us kind of feel these things to some extent or some degree. But if you feel them, realize that you may be, not always, but maybe experiencing a little bit of fear of failure and you don't have to run away from it. You can try to address it and see what happens. You might learn something. So the first thing Dr. Cherry advises is, or not advises, but she says that, um, that you might be looking for or feeling is anxiety. If you feel anxiety, you might have a fear, fear of failure. A lot of us get this stage fright. We're not sure what to ask somebody. We're we got, we got a little bit of trepidation going on about something. And there's fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of repercussions, whatever. There's a lot of fears involved there, but one of them could be a fear of failure. But if you change it into a fear of learning, you shouldn't have a fear of learning. And you can start to exit that one out. Like, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to learn. I think that'll give you a lot better resilience there. Another one is anxiety. Oh, 
just mission anxiety. Sorry, I meant avoidance. The other one's avoidance. When you start trying to avoid things, like why are you avoiding that? Are you afraid you're going to fail? Are you afraid you're going to lose out on something? What are you avoiding? A lot of people just don't like the idea of being confrontational because they think something might happen. Um, I'm of the mindset that you just get in there and you confront anyway. I don't mean confront in terms of being mean. I mean confront, hey, let's bring this up. Let's talk about it. Let's go forward. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if you're right, that's cool too, whatever. Or if I need to learn something, it, we have this avoidance. In general, most situations you shouldn't avoid. You should try to take them on in some way or form, some shape or fashion. Are we avoiding calling somebody? Hey, throw out a text first. Are we avoiding the text? Practice with a friend. Say, hey, I need to talk to somebody about this. What's a good thing to start off saying? Ask chat GPT if you have to. But just find ways to take a step forward. Like we were saying, that incremental learning frequently applied. And then another thing that might be a sign of that is helplessness. When we feel helpless, we feel like we can't do anything, but we can always do something. We can always do something to change our mindset. If we have a feel of fear of failure, it's like, I can't do anything. That's that all or nothing thinking that that's a problem with the same problem that people say when you either reach your goal or you fail. That's that all or nothing thinking. And life doesn't work in all or nothing most of the time. Most things are shades, gradients, spectrums. They're not black and white. So get rid of the all or nothing thinking and stop worrying about so much about avoiding and being helpless and having anxiety or being powerless. Another one, in, indecisiveness. If you're indecisive, you can't decide whether to do X or Y, or Z, or what's going to be the right choice. This is common. A lot of people just don't know. When you're indecisive, and there's tons of studies on each of these factors, but when you're indecisive, you can fix that a lot of times just by making a decision. Just deciding to make that small step. Just deciding to do something. And then if it's wrong, it's wrong. It's right, it's right. Similar thing with some of the others. If you just go ahead and make the decision, light the fuse, pull the trigger, more often than not, you'll be okay. Especially if other people understand where you're coming from. Then you won't have so much of, as much of a problem with so-called indecisiveness. In fact, sometimes you don't even need to make a decision. You can let somebody else decide. Find a way to maybe literally roll the dice, flip a coin, find something that works, find... Um, you know, incremental ways to test, et cetera. Another feeling is the feeling that you're out of control, that you have no agency here. You're just being pushed along by the world. This is one that actually bothered me quite a bit, where I felt I was being pushed around. And then I started to think to myself, why do I feel like I'm always being pushed around in these certain job situations? It's because I've had a fear of failure. If you push in your own direction and decide you want to do something and then it fails, then all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I failed. I messed up. 
I'm, now I'm in a worse situation. But when you're in control, you're, in, you're okay with failing, or you should be at least. The feeling of being in control, you usually start small with this. Start with the small arena of control. Find a little something you can take hold of and bend to your will. Find a little something that you can become the master, master of. That you can uh, be the master of your own domain in. So yeah, those are those are what she mentioned, Doctor Carey, as being, you know, as being signs of if you are failing or not, or if you if you have a fear of failure. You know, along with that, you might there are feelings of status, not wanting to feel left out. You have concerns of status. There are other markers here, but you know, or maybe you don't know when you have a fear of failure. But maybe you've conditioned yourself to just not like failing. Maybe it bothers you. That goes back to the gap in the game thinking. Keep on with your, your successes, the little ones. Not whether you've had the entire thing be a success, but how far have you got? How far have you come? What can you be grateful for in your attempts and learning? And the next major point. Point number four. Maybe the result has changed. This is an, in an interesting one because a lot of people assume that you fail because you didn't hit your goal the way you should have. And we went over the other three points that you shouldn't reach your goal if, you know, it should always, it should always be bigger than you can reach. To fail is to learn. Failure is when you only stop. Now you have a consideration to make. Maybe you fail because the result has changed. And this is quite possible if you're pivoting and trying to get to the exact right place. If someone asks you, hey, I thought you'd be out of school by now. Well, what if the result changed? What if you're like, um, you know what? I spent a year, went overseas, got some opportunities, and that's why I'm not finished school yet. I spent a year doing this. The result changed. It's like, oh, okay. Now, they're in their head, they're still thinking, man, you failed. But you shouldn't worry about that. You should be thinking, yes. I did what the hell I wanted to do. I pivoted where I needed to. And now I'm here. Obviously, the results shouldn't change just because you run up against some problems. You should be able to push through some issues and get to where you want to be. But a lot of times along the way, we start to learn things. Like, hey, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to be doing it this way. I need to be doing it this way to get to where I really want to be. And the goal is usually often ar arbitrary anyway. Goal is often some arbitrary number that we just plucked out of the sky. So when you get closer to it, to it, maybe you do need to change the result, adjust the metrics. Don't lower the bar. Don't lower the target. Let's be clear here. Because you shouldn't do that. But if the goal actually adjusts and changes, if you alter it or it's modified, or it can bring better gains, if you behave a certain way or treat it a certain way, that's valid. Don't lower the bar. Don't lower the target. Don't shy away from the challenge, but realize when there's something that might need to change. And you'll see this in corporations a lot, and it pisses everybody off because they always think that management's doing something stupid, and corporate management is stupid. But a lot of times they're changing the goalpost and the goal because they found something better that works in the moment. You should do that too with your own life.
So when the result changes, that's fine. Let's say after, you know, you say you're going to be high. Oh, we're talking about learning. Um, let's say you're, somebody asks you, hey, you're supposed to be finished with school by now. Say, hey, listen, I went and decided to get my master's degree. This got so good to me that I wanted to stay. I need to stay in college. There's more I need to accomplish and learn. I got into a thesis program at Michigan State University. True story. Um, I learned that there was a lot about computer science I didn't really understand. True story. I figured that if I got a master's degree, I would be much more inclined to really understand the ins and outs and nuts and bolts of this. And I'll get an education that I wasn't finding the proper resources for on my own. True story. So if the result actually changes, in fact, that result that changed may have actually grown and gotten bigger, which keeps you even farther away from quote unquote succeeding. So I was failing even more intentionally because I made a bigger goal along the way. And I had a fifth point, but I didn't write the note down and I forgot what it was. Doggone it. It'll have to stay for another one. When I write this out at some point, I'll, I'll put it down and we can all discuss it later and be happy about it. So yeah, it's, it's very strange, this idea that you can fail and grow. It's not a common idea. The, the, pro, the common literature out there is a lot of, you're going to end up with two camps. The grit camp that's like, just work harder, bang your head, keep going. Rah. And that's your David Goggins types. Props to David Goggins. I like David Goggins. Props to Alex Hormozzi. I like Alex Hormozzi. But I think their message gets confused a lot of times where it's just burn yourself down to a nub, you know, damage yourself trying to work super hard. And they just give this advice that's very headstrong. And I get it, but the way it comes off, comes off wrong to a lot of people. Making a note to edit myself before the internet big brother gods come at me and change the statement I said a little while ago. That's how I'm learning right there because I actually started posting so much and posting so freely that the system gave me a little pushback and was like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to be promoting this. And you learn, I learn. And I said, on the other side of the, the grid and push hard, the other side of that is, Hey, just sit down. Don't worry. You're okay. Everything's fine. You're happy. You don't need to, you don't need to grow at all. You're fine. Just the way you are. Had a complete podcast about that a couple of days ago. Check it if you'd like. And we'll go from there. So, yeah, I mean, I have plenty of stories about pushing forward and failing and learning. One that I want to mention is there was a pretty awesome manager at Rockstar Games. I usually don't mention the companies by name, but I want to mention this one. Uh, pretty awesome management supervisor, director type person. They showed up one day with the with the advice that they were going to get things in order. And this was one of the most chaotic times I had ever been working. This person said, hey, why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this because of X, Y, and Z, and we have all the reasons. That director person looked at us and said, all right, we're changing this, that, and that. And we were like, uh, what? And we're all thinking in our heads, this guy's a moron. Doesn't know what he's talking about. Send us all into a tizzy. 
we're bumping into this, we're, we're missing deadlines, we're breaking things, but we are moving fast. Two weeks down the line, everybody's stressed, everybody's upset, no one knows what's going on. All of a sudden, more changes come in. Try this, move this around, update this. And it's failure after failure after failure. And we keep wondering, where is this all leading? And then at one point, it starts to sink in that this failure process is a part of it. And I'm talking to this director guy and he's explaining, yeah, we need to find out. We need to know. How are you going to know? Try it out and, and let it happen. It's like, well, they're going to get mad at, they don't get mad at the badness happening. They get mad that something is upsetting them, but they're, they're still okay with things moving forward. You fix it the next day and you keep going from there. Don't disable anybody's work, but understand that you have to push forward in a certain way. And we started to get it. We're like, oh, okay, it's like this, it's like this. And what's funny is we'd even done this on a smaller scale with, with the team I was working on. We'd done this on a smaller scale, but, and we were proud of what we did. But this person came in and kicked it in overdrive. And we were like, holy crap, this is how you start failing. You fail fast and fail often. And it really moved us to create bigger and better things. Like if you think of the story of, in the Bible, of the talents where the, the different people got the different talents and they said, well, what are we going to do with these talents? And the whole idea was to grow the talents. And the person that sat there and didn't grow their talents, that person was the one that was shunned, not the person that risked their talents. You got to risk it. Sounds completely reckless, but most of the things that we get into, if we're just talking about failing, are, are minuscule. They're mind games. They're little social status games that don't actually matter. When you point out what you've actually brought forth, that is what's important. I may actually have to do a little bit of research on certain things before I continue, because there's this, this concept that I, I want to mention here that's not necessarily, this is a management concept that I want to bring up. Okay, no, I won't bring that up. That's a little too deep right now. Um, I was going to talk about the Peter principle, but that's not exactly what I'm referring to. So I won't bring that up here. You can look that up on your own time if you'd like. But yeah, this fearless, this ability to not be afraid of failure and embracing it, enjoying it, understanding, learning, loving, it's going to cause uh, your, you to be uncomfortable. That's just what it is, because that's what true growth is. Be a little uncomfortable, fail, drop the ball, move forward, understand, nod your head, go about your business. Square up against the big issue and see what you can do. And the big issue is within you. Keep failing, keep learning. Remember the words of Bob Ross, there are no mistakes, only lessons. As long as you keep going, keep growing your talents, you'll be good. Remember the fail ideology, frequently apply iterative learning. And that's going to do it for this one. Thanks you all for joining us. Huh. Speaking of failing, man, uh, now I can reflect a little bit. I actually didn't want to do this podcast tonight. Um, we're just talking noise now. Podcast is over. You can go home. But yeah, I actually didn't want to do this podcast tonight. I was... Looking at something, I 
I, I slept too late. I was supposed to take a nap that turned into much of my day. Now my sleep is going to be messed up for the next day. And I thought, you know what? This podcast isn't as important as some other things I'm doing. Maybe I should focus on that. Maybe I should, you know, I, you know what? Just get in there, scribble out some notes. You've got enough notes on this. See how, how well you can flow. See how well your practice has, see how far your practice has brought you. See how comfortable you feel talking about this. And that's where, that's where I kind of felt with this one. So I wasn't going to do it, and uh, I did it. I think I learned something about myself in the planning of this, uh, what I need to work on, something I can improve, something I can let go. Making little notes here. I like that part. I don't like that part. So yeah, um, here's what's going to happen with this podcast. So right now we're in the third week of January going into the fourth week planning for February. What we're going to do is we're going to start cycling more, more variety into the podcast. This is about creativity. And as I said, we started strong on the whole idea of creativity and um, resolutions and creating the world that you want. Kind of a vibe I was on from 2022 and 2023. So just carrying that into 2024. The website's up. I'm, I'm building the community right now. So you'll start to see more of that content. I'm going to start inserting ads in here. And it's going to be a whole thing. So I'm having fun with it. Definitely learning. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to everybody who's followed along and helped me with this. And shout out to Theo from Show Versus Business. Uh, learning a lot from that guy. And I think we learn a lot from each other. If you don't have somebody you can learn from and get that whole iron sharpens iron type of living, then that's something I would definitely recommend. Not necessarily a mentor, not necessarily somebody you can teach, but just somebody who is a contemporary of yours in some arena. A lot of people don't like the idea of friendly competition, but yeah, get, get in a mood or a mode with somebody that you can go on a back and forth with, where you can both learn from each other. Or maybe not even one person, maybe a group. Find yourself a little mastermind of some sort. Let's see, what else is going on? Um, somebody just asked me recently if I was still making any art. Man, I've really slowed down the art because after the pandemic, my results kind of changed. As I said before, uh, had had ideas for making some some events, some new types of paintings, but they're not fitting into the flow right now. So it's had to take a little bit of a backseat. It's something I really, really want to get back into. I know a lot of you people like the art, but it just wasn't moving me as much as I wanted to. And what what was more important to me than making paintings or making art was moving forward, was having my energy continue to move forward. So could I have stayed 100% in it? Could I have made that my 20% focus, my 4% focus? I could have, but I don't know that it would have gotten me where I wanted to get. So I'll come back to it, definitely. The idea for painting was always to be something I would do when, when I was in my old age, and I'm not, I'm not considering myself old yet. So still got plenty of time for it. But if you're looking for something, I do have prints available at theabitcubist.com, and I'm going to start putting out some more designs for the Creative Study Lounge. You can find all this stuff on my website, uh, my personal website, mrbenja.com. I have all the links up there. And for more of this, you can find that on creativitythreadslife.com.
So yeah, what I want to do though is I want to know what you're feeling, what you're what you're feeling for the new year. Um, some the first person got upset for me for saying that, like, why are you saying new year? Like, all right, there we go, we've hit that point. So let me know what you're thinking about in terms of setting up your new year, setting up your goals, setting up your thoughts. I really want to know what you think about what you're hearing and and pushing forward. I don't just want to be on here talking. I'm also going to be adding interviews to the mix. So those of you who are asking about discussions and having live streamed interviews, we're definitely going to keep doing that. Want to get some people back on that I have from the old podcast and get them back on, maybe talk a little more noise. But we're going to keep it pushing because it's all about creativity, art, design, development, and the like. Making sure that not just, not trying to be the best you, but trying to be better and pushing really far to see what that is. You don't know what the best you is. Best you is the best you can do, pushing forward, making those mistakes, failing, learning, adjusting, continuing to move on. Speaking of moving on, that's going to be it for me in this one. Come back next week and I'll have more for you. Mr. Benj's, oh gosh, I almost said the last podcast name. That's like writing the last year's year, that the last year's uh, date on the check when you should be writing the pre current year. Well, that's a screw up. All right. Well, this is Creativity Threads Life with your host, Mr. Benja. Thank you all for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and definitely share on... Actually, you know what? In instead of all that, throw me a comment. I want to hear what you're thinking. Throw me a comment on the website. If you're not on the website and you're just on a podcast app, okay, go ahead and subscribe. Throw a like there. Throw up some stars, whatever. But if possible, throw me a comment. I want to know that somebody's out there um, with these thoughts and actually responding back. I think the responses are the best part of social media. It keeps us socially connected. So that's what I'm looking for. And everything else I appreciate as well. So thank you very much.